0: Hey guys, welcome to the Paddler's Playbook.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land. Thermal Convection Man. These dudes almost killed me. You know,
2: redfish are really dumb.
1: How do you take your marsh dump? This fool used all
2: my toilet paper.
1: Bro.
3: Well
2: now that Drew's done dragging this on.
1: TPP 15 gonna get a dozen shrimp. Hey, you
2: throwing that cast net again this weekend? Oh, good Lord. I almost died. I do not want to paddle that far. Once again, he almost died. I'm
1: not waking up
2: at the butt crack dawn. I'll see you at the launch around noon. I love wake baits. Haven't you ever heard them ch- ch- chatter? Let me double back here. first. And now, a word from Salt Side Jet. Oh, yeah. Sit back, relax, and
0: enjoy the paddle. Check out our podcast land i'm your host Saltside jess and this is our year-end edition of the paddlers playbook throughout the year the guys have been fortunate enough to join other podcasts on the other side of the microphone we've compiled clips and segments that are educational informative and whatever you want to call the lightning round from bass and brews so sit back relax and enjoy the paddle in this segment, from the Bass, Kayak, and Beers podcast, the guys talk with Armando about the bro staff lifestyle. What
4: guys do that I really, really think it's very important. It's actually more important than social media, even though it's not going to give you that um, huge uh, exposure, is you guys have this, like, I say this in a good way, like this cult following. Like, you guys know how to represent Like, how do not represent, not only represent, but create a brand and a culture that the locals enjoy it? Like, the bro staff, I mean, the, like, the paddlers, like, the bro staff fans, they're hardcore fans. Like, and I I think big props to you guys for that, because you really do create an environment that produces, like, like, mm, meaningful connections that extend more than algorithms. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, for, for sure. Some of the, the people that have been at the bro staff meetups that we're talking about, or we've met through social media and things like that. Like we, we hang out with them. We, we fish with them. We were, whenever we started this show, it was about, you know, putting forth that lifestyle the the kayaker kayak fishing lifestyle. And we, we always want to portray that to our listeners to, you know, the partners that we work with. Like it's all about living, living that lifestyle, not like faking the funk for social media. Like we're, we're not bigger than the scene we're I mean, we're, we're not bigger than anything else. We are a part or we want to be a part of the culture.
2: I don't know. You look pretty big. (laughs)
1: Look,
2: <laughs> not that big,
1: man. I'm really, I'm really not. I'm not that big.
2: No, he's Chris. Not. What are you? He's what not. are
4: your thoughts on that? Like, he'd break my a,
2: legs though if he sat on my lap. <laughs> <laughs>
5: we any can talk chance, about the first thing any that pops up. He though. gets
4: to put you down. I, I don't no, it's not, like it. it's, not, <laughs> it's not like that. It's not. It's not like. I'm used to.
5: It. It's not.
2: I mean, look, look. You hear all the jokes he says about this old man, Lewis. You know, in grumpy pants over here. You know, it's yeah. it's back and forth. Armando hasn't stopped smiling in like a whole nah. minute. What's going on? Can here? You hear me though? I think yeah, we can we can hear you
4: just fine. Yeah, I don't know. It's like this. I'm trying this few- new. You can't
2: see this but but what we're looking at is just I'd take a screenshot of this if you would, please, and then uh, we need to put that on social media.
6: <laughs> I got the
4: screenshot there you go I all right, I got perfect.
2: It. I don't yeah. know why
4: let me just switch out. I was trying to get to a more high resolution camera. I was actually using my GoPro as a camera, but yeah, it's not working. Let me just go back to. There we go. Let's just go back to the regular uh, camera here. Anyways, so, can you hear me?
2: Yeah. It looks absolutely. Um, one thing that Drew is talking about is like the, the lifestyle. I will I will kind of tell on Drew a little bit sometimes. And um, whenever I first met Drew, um, there was a purpose. This man was purpose-driven. And one of the purposes was not only – and it's still – I think it still is – not just to fish and be in the outdoors, but to find a way to, to fit into the industry. And I think we all kind of work within the industry. Yeah. And I mean, dude, the first time we did like a big fishing trip with like multiple people, I think we had maybe 12 or 18 people out at this place called dirty Pelican. And I'm like, where's drew. And everybody's like, Oh, he's having a deep conversation with, you know, this kayak company in the car, he'll come fishing in a little bit. (laughs) Like I'm like, man, who, who opts for a, a conversation about fishing rather than fishing? But look, the man was, was not only driven, um, you know, for, for fishing, but also a place in, in the industry. Myself, um, you know, I came from a place where fishing was almost everything and, I lost that for a long time when I got married to a lady that thought uh, Louis Vuitton purses and Gucci uh, sunglasses were more important than, you know, hanging outside. And whenever I got that back, I didn't want to let it go. So, um, but like I said earlier, we both suck at social media. So one day, Drew being the, you know, mastermind behind... Trying to uh, get into these niches says, Dude, let's do a podcast. Armando, I didn't even know what the hell a podcast was, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, he really didn't. He had never listened to the a
2: same podcast here, man. before
4: in his life. It wasn't for my wife listening to Murder Podcast. I wouldn't have known what a podcast was. <laughs>
2: uh, you need to run, bro. I <laughs> know.
4: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the best, I'm the most well behaved husband.
2: But she's listening to Murder Podcast. They will not find She she
4: doesn't even have to check my phone. She already knows. I'm like, I'm with this. Didn't you you
2: post something the other day and you were like, guys, if I show up or if I don't show up to work.
1: (laughs) If I show up missing in the (laughs) next two weeks, just know that Jessica has been watching those uh, murder murder your man shows for the past 6 <laughs> hours and has not left the spot on the couch. And,
4: uh, and and the thing is my wife listens to the ones that not not the damn near ones, you know, the psycho ones. No, she listens to the people that got away with it kind of thing like the people that killed their oh, significant yeah. other and they didn't found him until the person Those are the important ones. 50 years later, those are the ones she likes. So, so. those cold cases. Yeah, she cold she knows okay. she already knows all the DNA stuff then you know how to clean it and.
1: and all that. <laughs> Chris, so. Chris, you were talking. You know, you were talking about social media just now and, and how much we suck at it. We're on social media fairly often, and but we're we're like, hey, yeah, you know, we're commenting in groups when people are asking questions about kayaks or me nah, and him. Are I hardly
2: ever go to groups. You do, but I hardly yeah, ever go to
1: groups. But and then ninety five percent of the time we're talking we're not talking about the show. We're not talking about what we can do for the show. Like we're talking about fishing. Like, Hey, the weather's like this. I was using this. Why the heck were you using those cheap swim bait hooks? Like we're, we're, (laughs) we're talking about fishing stuff. So it's hard to, it's hard to take the time to make a bunch of reels. Um, So next year, Chris has a master plan that he's going to clue me in on. And we're going to try to do like once a quarter, one full day of shooting stuff like shooting stuff for reels and shooting stuff for our partners and shooting stuff with our sponsors you know merchandise and things like that and just try to do it like over a weekend and then spread that out over a few months and just do it every once in a while but we're going to we'll see how it all goes you know, you know one of the ones money. that I really
4: enjoyed was the one you did about um and I mentioned it on the intro about filming and shooting and all that. And you had two of the top guys that do it and they were going all over with the settings and all that. And I could not stop laughing every time I said at the end, Chris is like, I just put it in auto mode. That's it. Auto, <laughs> I'm just going to put it in auto mode. I ain't messing oh, with that. that.
2: Okay. That was, yeah, that was a photography episode. Um, yeah, photography episode. One, yeah. With yep. Ben Maldonado, who is yep. actually uh, an, an acclaimed, you know, filmmaker himself. I believe yep. he's he's done really, really well. And I say acclaimed. He's acclaimed within the, the, the network that, that you know, we reside in. He's known. Um, but ben, then,
1: ben, he legitly went to film school. Like, yeah. he legit yeah, graduated no, yeah. from film school. Yeah, and I think and then, I remembered
4: somebody's, like, you guys, I think one of them, not got seriously offended, but got, like, I don't know who, like, what? Chris or do one of you said something like oh you guys Chris. know a little bit I'm like the guy was like <laughs> Ben was like dude i went to school what
1: he yeah, I went to film school oh
2: no I no,
6: graduated
4: no I said from i said film I said,
1: school
2: i said uh you went to class yeah yeah, yeah you went to class, class for this <laughs> i said you went to class for this he goes uh i went to film school i graduated college <laughs> yeah, i mean he was yeah he at said it with a little, college, you know
4: <laughs> man he was a little bit ticked off about
1: that <laughs> But we we fish with bids, so we can mess with them like that. Like yeah, if you no, if you episode. don't have thick skin, you cannot hang around the bro staff at all. You will get. I mean, it's, it's not as bad rough, as KBN. Yeah. yeah, it's not as bad as KBN, but it can be pretty rough. Like, well,
4: you, you KBN is thick skin.
1: KBN because
4: it you know it's everybody from everywhere. It's just more like keyboard warriors. Like I I've I I still don't know how people get upset at that. Like I've seen. Guys, just go at it. I'm like, dude, it's, it's just keyboard. It's,
2: it's. Why are you gonna probably like, new to social media?
4: Yeah, it's like, it's. Why they're are you taking it sensitive. seriously?
1: They're just bro sensitive. staff. You guys are all there. You know. Yeah, we're not sensitive. Yeah, at all. But let me
2: bars. ask you. I mean, this, my nipples you... are sometimes sensitive.
4: <laughs> Here we go. Now, let me ask you this: As far as now that you've, you you really build a community you really build a co-following you really you seem to be one of the go-to outlets for people to learn to do uh saltwater kayak fishing and all that has that changed your perspective of, as far as you know do you feel a sense of responsibility now to the community saying hey not that you're going to change who you are or anything like that but more like hey you know i got people now asking me how to do this how to do that and has anything in your mentality changed about how you interact with the community as your uh, brand has grown?
1: Chris, you want to go first?
2: Um, You know, I can say that I absolutely have not changed at all. Um, Mm -mm. The type of person that I am, the, the, the way that I speak to people, uh, the way I interact with folks, what you see, and I, you know, you want to know why is because for the past 23 years, I've gone to work actually past 20, let's say 21, because the last three years have been completely different. Right. Yeah. Work life has just changed dramatically for people. But yep. for 21 years, I had to go to work every single day with my shirt tucked in. You know, I had to speak to people in one tone, one manner. Yep. And, and this is what we call stuff shirt mentality. Right. And whenever I step out of that stuffed shirt mentality, I just want to be myself again. And so I don't give anybody any um, any excuses as to to who I am. And I don't. I really have a hard time changing that. So it doesn't mean that, you know, being on a podcast or um, speaking to more people. Doesn't change. Oh, something you probably don't know about me, Armando, and this is one of another reason why. Um, I've been an entertainer since nineteen ninety seven.
4: And that's a I wide term. That, what do, what do you mean by entertainer? At the exactly. cabaret. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> so, that's what I was worried about. I'm like, what do you that's mean why, by that's why he didn't <laughs> want to tell his nickname? <laughs> that's like saying Instagram model. Like, yeah,
2: it's no. Uh... nah 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 nah. I've been a DJ, right? Um, uh cool. And In all different facets of uh, entertainment as far as your, the largest event I ever DJed at was over 5,000 people. And being being, um, that type of person, that outgoing, you know, you get that energy sometimes and you're like, I don't want to let go of that, you know. But social media, you know, you talked about the keyboard warriors and stuff like that. I try to avoid those dudes at all cost. Yeah. Um, Drew knows I can get my juices flowing pretty quick and I get pretty heated. And so I don't want to I don't want to get <laughs> Yeah, well you should have seen back in the day, man, when oh, yeah. I first discovered social media. Drew was there whenever I first started interacting on Facebook and it was we, had no had
1: kick, though, uh, we had to kick I came Chris him, out of the group chat a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he got booted from the group chat fairly often. I back, say
2: back what I day. want, when I want, how I want, and it you know, it I don't fit the mold for, you know, your your typical we want we want this guy to promote for us. But then again, I kind of do. Um because I guess being an av- avid outdoorsman, fisherman, um great promoter as far as being at shows man i love to talk and in real life
1: that that's, that's where another you shine that drives,
2: that's where you yeah. shine i love to talk in real life man i love to go to shows but i've been going to to um what what we call it? like marketing shows since since the 90s man like uh where where, where trade shows that's the word i'm looking for trade shows since the 90s where I mean, Drew's so young; they probably never had those things. They were already on the internet.
0: Now we join Paul from Bass and Brews as the boys discuss: Are redfish really dumb?
5: But but is the truth though that you want to fish for redfish and saltwater fish because they're easy to catch? Where bass are a challenge yeah. and you gotta have some skill, right?
2: Drew, what do you think about
5: that, buddy? <laughs> They're they're both have their uh,
1: their challenges. I'll say that. They both. I'm just going off. Of y'all challenges. say redfish are dumb. Redfish are dumb. dumb. Oh, redfish they're, are they're dumb. They're stupid.
2: I do. I do.
1: They're stupid. I so do is a squirrel. That... And go try to catch a squirrel. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 dumb. But you scare a squirrel, if it takes off, you're not getting that squirrel. So it's the same Jeff, type I think of I thing. Jeff,
2: I think I asked you this question whenever you were on our podcast about trying to catch the same bass twice. Have you yeah. ever caught the same bass twice?
3: Yeah, I mean, when they're spawning, yeah, you can do that pretty easily. But only but, when they're spawning because they're yeah, protecting. and you can still do that back-to-back days or even a couple of days apart. You can you can do that. I've done that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, bass are dumb too. They just seem to be a little harder to find or pattern than – and some other fish.
1: Yeah, and there, it, there's the big difference is you see a bass on a bed, that bass is going to stay there on the bed. And I'm, I'm strictly talking about sight casting because that's what we like to do the most. You see a bass on a bed, you can flip it in front of them, you can drag it in front of them ten times and they won't budge, they won't move. You pull up on a redfish and you throw at it twice and it doesn't hit, that some bitch is gone like and you're not you're not gonna find him again because he right. he's he's got you better go around to another cove and you know go go look for something mm. uh different it's it's more of stalking sometimes with redfish than it mm. is fishing uh to That's me why a lot of guys call themselves redfish hunters yeah, yeah. they say they're they're <laughs> a hunter instead i guess
3: well, if a and, redfish got really really pissed off it could swim from Texas to North Carolina. I mean, you know, bass are bass are landlocked. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I mean? Yeah. yeah.
2: No, it's it's really funny to watch them do this because when they take off and there's this massive headweight behind them, it's like, buddy, where are you going, man? Yeah. <laughs> it just no no end. He's just gone, man.
5: Well, if it, if you have to stalk a redfish to to catch them, I'm going to come out. I am i am loud i got i'm beating and banging um i i talk to myself loudly i'm self-deprecating you know i started recording all this shit now too like if you have to be quiet and stealthy i i'm the i'm the metal john boat of of kayak fishing
6: no nah, uh,
3: man look i i'm a i am not a saltwater guy but we do the southern people trek to the beach once a year you know like people do um <laughs> And I just bring Zara spooks and swim baits and we catch them, man. I mean, it's like Ooh, bass fishing. To, it's yeah, like bass fishing yeah, to me.
1: It, it is. And that's what I was going to say. Now, if you're going sight casting, meaning you are just drifting down a shoreline, you're looking for tails, you're looking for a little bit of wake, you're standing up on the seat of your kayak, you're, you're physically looking to see the fish before you toss in front of it. That's one thing. Setting up, anchoring down in front of a drain as the tide is coming out and just chunking in that drain Your over and over and over. Your favorite kind of fishing, huh, That is just, no, I've been, <laughs> I've been doing a lot more sight casting. But just throwing in a drain over and over and over, that's a completely different type of red fishing. Or throwing a popping cork on a shoreline, that's a completely different type of, of red fishing. But uh, I don't think anything beats sight casting red fish from a skiff or from a kayak.
5: I'm colorblind, so I can't sight fish shit. Like, dead fishing, for me, I, I can't. It's okay, like, I, man.
2: It looks like see. a brown stick under the water. In fact, Drew was like, yeah. Drew, Drew was like is Ask that Chris fish? No, that. that's a stick. No, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's fish. No, that's a stick. I'm going to cast at that stick. You mm. cast at that stick. I caught that <laughs> stick. It was a redfish. <laughs> and it swam. Wasn't no
0: damn stick. <laughs> it was a redfish. In dish. this segment from the One Last Cast podcast, Drew talks about the advantages of custom equipment and how it differs from okay, off sorry, the shelf. Okay.
6: Yeah. Uh, And uh, while you guys have been talking, I've been looking at some of the questions and usually we don't go into the Q&A towards the end, but there's some really good questions and I kind of want to bring some up. And especially we we have you as our, uh, Drew as our rod guy here. So like this one's from Robert. Um, What's what's the difference really between like nine eyes versus 13 or whatever the amount of eyes that you have? Is there an actual
1: difference whenever you get your rod done? Yes. Um, So the difference is, you know how... Here, I got a rod here. You guys may be able to see. Let's see. I don't know if you guys can see this. Um, but there there's a lot of eyes at the end of this rod um, because of the action. This is a little more whippy um, than I would normally use. This is actually, um, instead of a medium light, this is a light. So I'm going to try to go a, a little lighter for a, a flounder rod and a trout rod so I can feel those little boop boop But Earlier, you know how I was saying it's where the rod bends? Mm -hmm. So when your line is going through here and the rod bends, you never want that line to touch that blank. It's bad for the rod. It's bad for the line. It's going to equal trouble. So depending on the action of the rod will depend on how many guides you put on there because if you're getting a good custom rod you want it to be just a a nice arc a nice arc of the line it's not really a straight line it's not touching the blank it's not rubbing on the bottom of the guides um so depending on how whippy the rod is will depend on how many guides that you have on there to keep that nice arc of the line um so it it really especially with braid now that can cut through anything (laughs) so Yeah, so it, it really does depend on the action of the rod, the length and everything, on the spacing on those, because you load test it or oh, you okay, should be load testing it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so so before I wrap these guides right here, I you put a uh put a zip tie, a small zip tie on them, you run your line through and then you tie it to something heavy, pull it up, and then you check what the arc of the line is. To make sure that you do not uh you don't have any really straight lines or it's touching the blank or anything like that
6: so so the placement of those eyes is essential then yes uh,
1: yeah and there's a lot of resources out there and a lot of the guide manufacturers have their certain spacing that they want you to use but every rod is different because your your the tapers different on there. The actual guide itself. Um, sometimes you can have higher guides or smaller guides. You can have the micro guides. So you what I do is I set it out on a spec, and then I put the uh, I, I load test it on just the Fuji the Fuji guide spec, and then I adjust it um, up and down, or I add another guide or or something like that and you don't really know until you until you load test it and you get everything ready what that what that um guide is going to or what that rod is going to need i just finished one for a customer i got it all ready all i had to do left was put the guides on i i put them on there i load tested it and i needed another guide and i was like well damn now i got to order another guide <laughs> um so th- this has to this has to wait another you know, another week because I have to, I have to get another guide, but I didn't want to send him. I could have made it work, but I didn't feel good about it because it wasn't, it wasn't perfect the way I wanted it to be. Not with the Turner Uh, name on it, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing though, man. Like it has to be perfect when I send it out because I'm not a big company. I do not have a bunch of like, I don't have hundreds of rods there where if you, break it or something bad happens i can just say well here you go i'll replace it for free like that's that's costing me money if, if i do something and the craftsmanship messes up and i have to replace your rod yep. um so i i'm i'm trying to make these things perfect for you so actually
2: that
6: brings up a good a good uh, a segue into kind of what is a custom rod <laughs> like i know we have all these rods that we can choose from, from that academy or wherever your favorite sporting goods location is. Uh, we have our favorite brands, but as a custom rod builder, why should we get a custom rod? Because it'll be exactly what you want. A custom rod versus a, uh, um, say that again? No, i would just saying that. Why
3: should
1: we get a custom rod? Oh, um, okay. okay. Yeah. Because a, a custom rod should be exactly what you want. It should be the type of real seat that you want. It should be the exact length that you want. It should be the exact guides that you want. It should be the grip material that you want. It should have your name on it. (laughs) If that's what you want, you know, it should be the colors that you want. Um, Do they perform better than high end production rods? Probably not. Um, But will they be exactly what you want they should be um you may love some of your high end production rods but you're like man i love this i'm just going to say the green rod like i love this green rod but i wish that it had a skeleton grip on it mm-hmm. or you know i love this but i wish it didn't have the trigger grip like i want one without a trigger so a custom builder can look at what's on a green rod, take stuff from that, like the recoil guides, the composite cork, you know, even some of the color schemes and stuff, and they can build you exactly what you want. And like I said, I'm not going to BS somebody and tell you that it's going to perform a hundred times better than this. Now where it perform a hundred times better than a, $59.99 5999 ugly stick, of course, especially if you're paying good money for it. Yeah. But you know, when when you're getting into the higher end rods and the higher end customs, the only difference is you're really getting exactly what you want. Um, I have guys come to me and sometimes I'll if they're close, I'll ask them to come over. And I'm like, hey, come over. Let's I want to see, or I'll tell them, send me a picture of the way you hold a reel. Mm. Because with your real seat, there's so many different types of real seats now. There's ones with a, a single cutout in the back. There's ones with a double cutout. There's the skeleton. There's some that don't even have a cutout on them. Depending on how you hold that rod, you may not need or like a skeleton real seat. You may not need or like a cutout. Like why spend why spend extra money on something like that when you don't like it? So with a custom rod, with a custom builder who's actually doing a custom piece, not just assembling something and letting you pick out the colors and putting a sticker on it with your name, like you you should be getting exactly what you want from them.
6: I got a question, Drew. So Mm -hmm. why should I spend $50 on a rod if I could catch some fish? Well, let me say it this other way. Why should I spend $300 on a rod? When I could catch fish on a fifty dollar rod, I know you've heard this before. I know I have, and uh, I'm gonna let you go into detail and explain the difference and why you would spend the extra money. So carry on.
1: Because I can, I can drive down to the coast in a 1973 Buick LeSabre, <laughs> and it'll get me to the coast, and I can go fishing. But it is a hell of a not nicer to be in a 2020 <laughs> F-150 with leather seats and air conditioning <laughs> and the color that I want and everything yeah. that I want. Custom rods aren't going to be for everybody, man. I they're would, they're not going to be, gonna be for
6: everybody. More, more of the answers on uh, the components on these reels and the uh, what it does for performance and durability. Uh, I was looking more along those lines after. <laughs> okay, so
1: for performance for performance, a $50 ugly stick is $50 because it's heavy. It's not that sensitive because it has a lot of resin in it. Because it has a lot of resin in it, that thing is going to last forever. The guides are going to rust out on that and you're going to have little spots all over the guides and everything because they're not using... You know, three sixteen uh, stainless steel. They're putting a coating on on some cheaper materials yeah. and some alloys, and over time, that coating comes off, and it's gonna it's gonna rust that out. Plastic seat that comes
6: out and it falls exactly. out. Exactly. The-
1: right, right. Or right. or the ceramic that's in there is gonna right, get busted. Right. It's gonna come out. It's cheaper. It's it's cheaper materials. Yeah. Um. Now with a custom for the price that you're gonna pay, you're gonna be getting a better quality. Right. Blank. Um, you're gonna get more attention to detail, like I said, making sure it's on spine. You're we're, we're the, the handles are gonna be actually glued in really well because we as custom builders, we don't want that rod coming back to us. It's not just gonna be some guy that's gluing, you know, yeah. 150. Like, I gotta get my quota before I can take <laughs> a break. Like it, it's not gonna happen like that. So yeah. You're, you're getting a little bit of craftsmanship right. along with it as well right and then, the, like I said I'm not, not gonna, gonna
6: hear where the, the where the where the where you're grabbing it like it starts shifting or like yes. you know, the the real seat never sits down right or it's like it doesn't fit like certain reels or you know there's always stuff like that and uh when you get into the artificial game mainly you really appreciate like the performance of a rod and its components. And, and specifically in artificials, you can feel it, you can, you can sense it, you can cast with it, you can feel the smoothness. Uh, and, and these are very important. And, and then the more you artificial, uh, fish with artificials and the more time you're on the water, there's a reason why these guys are paying more money for these rods and reels is uh not because they're uh trying to show out or show off or anything uh you just learn how to appreciate those little things that they do like uh drew does with his rods is make sure he spends his quality time to find the right spine and put the right guides in the right areas uh you can appreciate that when you're fighting a trout and it's a 28 29 inch trout and that rod is fighting the fish and not your reel. The, but the rod is. Um, and, and you can appreciate that because when you bring in that big trout and you realize that when I fought that trout, my rod fought that trout and I just kept the line tight. And, uh, you know, you can learn how to appreciate those things. Sorry, I carried on, but go ahead, Drew. Sorry. This- no, no, and- you're,
1: you're right. You're right about all that. It just, it's a better experience and, and it's yep. a more comfortable experience. You're not fighting your rod. And that's, that's what I was talking about with the hoopty and the new truck. Like you're, you're more comfortable. Um, you know how it's going to perform. You don't have to worry about it breaking down on you. Uh, you don't have to just think about, man, is this the last, you know, <laughs> th- this rod was creaking last time. Is this the last, the last, uh, redfish that I'm going to catch on this thing? Um, and I would I would challenge you guys, and when I'm talking about different craftsmanship, go to your local academy, go to Walmart, go to anywhere, just look at the guide wraps. You can't tell, <laughs> <It's> bad, bro. <laughs> well, it's and awful. even with even with some of your your the ones that you may already have at home, just go look at them. Cause I guarantee you nobody on this show right now has ever bought. A rod and looked at every single guide on that rod nobody has unless unless they were looking for something wrong like i've never picked up a rod at a store and went all right look at the real seat all right that looks good let me look at the rod butt all right that looks good all right this this looks good what's everybody do they grab a rod and they shake Give it the price. They look, yeah, they look at the price and then they shake it they shake it out in front of them. like I don't know what shaking it out in front of you with no I mean you can you can decide whether it's whether it's whippy or too whippy or too light, but you, you that's what everybody does. But go look at your rods and actually look at the guides and I guarantee you you will find spacing in there. You'll see exposed metal in there. You'll see where they didn't go very high up on the guide or they didn't cover this. You'll see a lot of little things that really make you appreciate when you see some of the higher.
0: Now ends. back with Armando, the guys talk about what draws them to kayak fishing and why they want to share it.
1: So
4: let me ask you this now that um, we, we talked a little bit about your podcast and and how you got started and all that and what you want to do with it and the pro staff and all that, which again... Uh, big props to you guys for really building something in that resonates with the community. And I see it on, you know, talking to Southwater guys down there. Um, You know, there seems to be like this real connection with the community that is not superficial. It cannot be measured by algorithms. How did, what did you find in kayak fishing that made you feel the need to like share it and build a community around
1: it. I've always said, and, and we talked about it a little bit in our episode, Armando, I'm all for people doing things that keeps them from acting crazy uh, in their real life when they're around me at the grocery store or they're driving <laughs> their car, or you know, uh, I, I go to a place that they're working at and they're in a good mood to, to help me out. Um, kayaking for me, because I have a fairly stressful job. I'm I'm talking with dealing with issues, you know, eight hours a day while I'm at work. Um, kayak fishing to me is a very, very active way of relaxing. Um, and while you, when you're out there kayak fishing, it takes your mind away from yeah. you. You can't focus on other things while you're kayak fishing or you're not going to be successful and you're not really going to enjoy it unless you just want to go. Float around. You don't care about catching any fish. But if you want to go catch fish, like, you have to actively be engaged in everything. And that's what I want to share with people. And me and Chris have always had, you know, the same type of thought pattern whenever we were putting together episodes. We want to make people's day on the water more comfortable because we want them to enjoy it because we want them to do it more. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty simple like, that's that's why we put out content. We want people to catch fish. We don't want people to have to jack with rods and reels that, that aren't going to hold up for them. We want to give them tips on baits that have worked for us that we think will work for them. We don't want them to have to struggle as much. We still want them to have to struggle now. We're not going to be selling spots on Patreon or anything like that. Like, <laughs> we still want you to struggle a little bit because that, that's part of the process. Yeah. But we want them to enjoy it enjoy being out there on the water not going crazy having road rage like do they people need to find an outlet and kayak fishing is one of those great outlets but it can also be very frustrating if you don't know what you're doing out there so we want to try to help educate and entertain folks so they can have better time out there on the water that's awesome chris what about you
2: this sounds all very wonderful, Drew, and I feel so relaxed. Don't ruin it now. <laughs> I, I'm not. This is this is my real voice, and this is the way I speak to people on a daily basis. It's amazing and calm and oh, relaxing. Just listen to my voice. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say something a little bit on the opposite spectrum here, but before I do... I'm going to tell you about a really good fishing partner of mine. His name is Dennis Galvin. He is a librarian, and he's probably one of the most chill people I know in my entire life. But he never, like Drew, would like to get up early in the morning and go fishing.
4: I still Still don't like to. Every time I hear the intro for your podcast, by the way, I, I just... I just get upset. I'm not getting up up at the butt crack of (laughs) dawn. I just get upset. I get all rage. And then then I listen to the episode and calm down. But go ahead, Chris. (laughs) I digress. Once again, he he almost died.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I used to get Dennis up at like 3 a.m. in the morning to get him to go fishing with me. And he'd be like, Chris, why again are we getting up at freaking 3 a.m. in the morning? And it took about four or five times for me to take him fishing while the sun is coming up and while all of the earth's creatures are starting to wake up and become vibrant. And then he started to realize watching the world awaken is pretty amazing. And it's not like it puts me into a happy place. It honestly makes my heart start to race. I like adrenaline, man. And I'm all for getting out there and doing something crazy. That's why I started getting into it. That's what I really like to bring to the 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 sport. I know we didn't talk about this whenever you were on. You you know, we had that discussion about what we like to do for the sport and all that. Yeah. I got more into the analytics of what sp- the sport actually means, but I like doing crazy stuff, dude. I will go out there and paddle a kayak for 20 plus miles and go somewhere absolutely ludicrous just to say I did it. Doing offshore excursions, bro, I was like in heaven. I'm like 100 foot of water below me and I can't see it. What's down there going to jerk me out of the kayak? Let's do it. I'm done with those days. <laughs> going down falls, bro, let's go. So you, know, you
1: just you want people to experience that same type of rush that you you experience. It's it's well, living, man. I'll tell you that
2: all of it. All, yeah, the, uh, just all of it from from the earth being dead asleep all the way to you know doing something crazy that makes you almost poop your pants. You know, it's let's do it.
1: it it's it's fun, and you know you're talking about the the birds waking up and and the craziness of it there there is something to, to be said about you know it's the water is so calm everything's calm and then all of a sudden it's like hooks thermal
2: convection man
1: chaos like and then just chaos ensues <laughs> as soon as you hook that big fish it's like your drag screaming like like i was i was watching the video from this weekend You know, hook the fish, boom, drag screaming. I'm trying to turn on a camera. I'm trying to flip the other one around. I'm looking for, trying to grab my net. And then I'm getting my fish grips and my little walkie-talkie goes flying in the water. My brother's on his walkie-talkie going, come in submarine. Is this submarine? Come in (laughs) submarine because it's at the bottom of the bay now. Um, And then after the fish gets in and it's released, everything's calm again. It's like calm, 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 chaos. Calm, calm, calm. Chaos. If it's a good day, so that calm and chaos, <laughs> like that—that's that's a good mix. That that's just enough, like serotonin going, just enough craziness for me. Anything more than that, I don't know. Like I'd be on edge all day long.
2: You know, there's a lot of different aspects of of doing this though. That it's not just the adrenaline. It's not just the fishing. It's not just the paddling and serenity. It's not just the landscape. It's not just, layers. uh, there's so many layers, man. And it's more than an onion to peel that sucker back. Um, it's also the the connections that you make with the people. Um, it's the conversations that you have with those people. It's, um, it's the people that have never heard about what it is that you're doing, that you're sharing a story at a table at work where you're, you know, you got a thirty. Everybody break.
1: thinks you're crazy because you. Go and everybody a kayak.
2: thinks I'm nuts, bro. I ch- this one guy at work. I mean, he's like a sixty year old engineer, and he's like, "Man, I've really been thinking about getting one of those kayaks." I said, "Well, buddy, I got a couple for sale. Let me send you the listing." I send him the listing. He's like, "What in the? I didn't know them things were three thousand dollars." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then he thought, on, yeah. absolutely <laughs> thought I was nuts that I had a kayak that was worth $3,000, and I was like, dude, it's $3,000 used, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's not
4: even new price. Yeah, that's, that's not, not even new keeps price. It keeps yeah. going up. Every time I look at them, they just
2: keep it going does, up. man. It, they, they're getting a little bit ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, there are so many facets to, you know, different layers to peel back on on kayaking and fishing.
1: But I I think, like I said, Chris, though, you can agree, like, we do the show to be informative, entertaining, but also try to make your time on the water better. Yeah.
2: I just love telling stories and talking.
0: Now, we're about to play clips from Bass and Brew's Shotgun Round. This content may not be suitable for all ages. Viewer discretion is advised.
5: So, So with Bass and Brew's, we got some shotgun questions, as they like to call them. And the, the questions you need to answer pretty quickly when we ask, I want both of y'all to answer individually. I don't care who goes first or whatever, just first one that comes to it. But this could make or break your podcast. We've had some folks answer questions on here very poorly. And uh, three episodes later, their podcast, they, they quit. So, All right,
1: hold on. <laughs> Are these short, quick answers or long, drawn-out answers that go into some shit that nobody's even
5: talking about? Because we need to clarify for Chris. (laughs) (laughs) You answer the question, as as Mr. Stale Cracker says, you answer the question the way you like. All right. All right. So you you got time on these questions then. All right, right, Chris. All right, good, good,
2: good.
5: It's it's up to you, but if you answer wrong, I'm going to give you shit. Crocs or flip-flops? Ooh, slides.
1: Neither one the fuck slides. Is a slide?
3: <laughs> that's some saltwater stuff, man. Bedroom
5: slippers?
1: No, they some are slides. They are
2: rubber slippers, sir. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's some golfer stuff. The ones right that there. just have the, the ones that just have one strap, big wide strap that go across the. They were created the top for soccer players
2: because yeah. soccer players wore cleats that you didn't yeah. wear down by walking across the concrete. That's yeah. hoopers
3: and golfers and soccer players be wearing them.
1: Yeah, I wore them during baseball all the time, so slides.
5: That's, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a fucking choice. That, you said I could answer it however the <laughs> fuck I wanted to. Chris, <laughs> your turn. Go. I've never
2: owned a pair of Crocs in my whole life, and only recently, um, right before COVID, bought my very first pair of flip-flops. Wow. Co was three
3: years ago, Holmes. Mm-hmm. I know <laughs> I know.
2: And since then, Said recently, I have been wearing them flip flops out, bro. <laughs> I I hardly take them off, even whenever my wife will catch me outside. <laughs> Y'all
1: see what I'm talking about with the long ass answer? Keep on going. Keep my on wife going.
2: will catch me outside in 50 degree weather with a hoodie, some shorts, and some damn
5: flip flops. Catch me outside with my flip flops. said, Crocs or outside. flops.
3: Well, my wife once saw <laughs> me. Out. Exactly.
5: Exactly. Look, look, this is why me. I am a storyteller,
2: be- man. I'm a storyteller. I can't. Dude, I can't just simply. Me and Chris could
5: never do a podcast without. Somebody to like rain this shit. We would be doing twenty four hour podcast every every time. It just that's how yep. I, I get it. All right, pineapple on pizza. This is fucking easy, y'all. Pineapple on pizza. Ooh, when you first yes say no.
2: pineapple, it's like there's there's no. a problem right there.
5: Yes or no. no?
2: No. Oh fuck yeah! Pineapple on everything. Pineapple on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh
5: lord. Is
6: that is that, why the, is
5: that why the fucking pineapple's got a ring in the middle?
3: <laughs> <That's> the <guess. laughs> is that why we
5: get them little <laughs> Pass! Uh, pass! Paul, a, pass. Is, Can is we there, pass? Is a, pass!
3: Is there a rule about the last two minutes or no? Good with anything.
5: The <laughs> oh, <laughs> first two minutes is what Alex told me. All right. I mean, if, y- if y'all ain't listening to this podcast, you know after the first two minutes... The shit just goes where it goes. All right. This is a, usually with bass anglers. I know this answer. But for y'all, I'm interested. You going to spend more on a reel or a rod? Uh, I'm spending more on a reel because I make my own rods. But <laughs> Oh, shit. We forgot to talk about that. We're going to talk about that at the end. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris.
2: Um, I, I have a rod sponsor, so I'm spending more on my reels. Well,
5: okay. Yeah. Is Did your you rod sponsor rods. Drew?
2: My rod sponsor is not Drew. <laughs> no, it's although, not me. Although Drew, I'm has too made broke for, for that
1: shit. I'm not sponsoring him. <laughs> <laughs> I've given I've given him one rod though. I've given him one.
2: Well, he gave it yeah. to my daughter.
1: I mean, it's the same thing. I didn't want to say I. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm leaving that the fuck alone. I'm leaving <laughs> that the <love> alone completely. <laughs> oh Lord, she doesn't Maybe. have a rod sponsor yeah
2: you, you know you're good does friends. now
5: i'm her rod sponsor so you go. know you're good friends when you give each other a rod there you
2: go oh <laughs> <laughs> all
5: right in a three and i don't know how y'all going i don't know what this translates but you you tell us how this translates to redfish so for bass anglers we say in a three-hour session would you rather catch five two pounders of one seven pounder what what would that correlate to in red fishing and, and then answer the question i'm sorry two what 5 2 pounders in, in in a 3 hour session of fishing would you rather catch five 2 pounders or one 7 pounder so that be five, like five five, five lower slots? slot
1: yeah five lower slot and one one hoss 27 inch
5: i don't i have no idea what the fuck no, that means I, but, okay i have i
2: have <laughs> gone i have gone a whole day of fishing and that one redfish made my whole entire trip. It was the best day of my life because that redfish was twenty seven and three quarters. You know that I I can catch slots all day long, and yeah, it, mm. I get all giggly. You know from catching because uh, I get to fool them. You know that's what it is. Sorry, here goes the story again. Right, I get yep. to fool them. It's all about the fooling <laughs> the fish into eating that shit. It's I you get giggly after I get giggly mm-hmm. after catching 20 fucking fish. Yeah. But if I have that day where it's just one solid, one just monster redfish, I'm like, I'm talking about that one
5: for a while. Mm-hmm. you going home and trying to make babies when you get to the house.
3: <laughs> With pineapple and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> look, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I look. No, I'm, right. sit,
2: I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, man, I can practice, but I ain't making them.
5: No,
1: <laughs> non tournament day, I'm going for the five. I'm going for five lower slot. Tournament day, give me give me the one or two big mm. fish. Every every time.
5: And see, that's usually opposite with bass anglers. The tournament guys will say, I want I want the five on the on the tournament day. And if mm. I'm just out fun fishing, I want the seven pounder.
1: Well, I mean, but a, a small like four or five pound redfish fights like a seven eight nine pound bass
5: so that's why i i don't know how this correlates to y'all because this y'all the first time we ever had somebody on here that didn't fish freshwater so the next one i i don't even know if y'all can even answer this you might not know what i'm talking about you got a wacky rig or a texas rig
1: Ooh, um where what are what are the uh where am I at? What am I doing? What am I trying to accomplish? Hold on, I
2: gotta Google. You're on the oil
0: rigs.
5: You fishing docks. You're fishing docks with lights at night. Didn't y'all do an episode about fishing docks with lights at night?
1: I, I do a little bit of bass fishing though, so I'm gonna give you okay. the bass the bass answer. Um I would rather throw a Texas rig, uh, because it's weedless and I can you can try to rig a wacky worm up a little weedless if you want i've just never i've never had a lot of um confidence in anything a wacky worm but a texas rig with me not fishing bass very much that's the first thing that i throw out there and and i use and i'm the most accurate with a texas rigged uh, worm mm. as well. I mean, I can I can put it where I want it, close to that dock or under the tree or or something like that. Now with the wacky worm, I'm not I'm not as accurate at all. I'm not putting it where I want it. Chris, That's what she said. So
2: y'all are talking bass fishing with the terminology wacky, yeah, and, and Texas rig. And
1: do you want to hook it at the top or in the middle? <laughs> just just tell us that. Do <laughs> you want to hook it at the top or in the middle? Yeah. Thank you, Drew. Thank you.
2: (laughs) But but in the butt. butt. In the butt. (laughs) Pineapple. If I was if I was bass fishing, okay, I think I think I'd want to use a wacky rig. Because I I did help a little bit with a a man's product that came out a while back and it was a worm that had a little spring mechanism inside of it. And that some bitch just wiggled like a son of a bitch. Went like this.
5: <laughs> Was it a, and, a man, M A N N, or M A N?
2: M A N N. Yeah, I worked oh, on their saltwater side for a little while.
5: Oh and, shit, that's cool.
2: But the the wacky rig, I do understand. It hooks in the middle, and basically that worm is gonna
1: other way. Oh. Uh, the middle ain't moving. The outside's moving. That's what Back I'm trying down. to do.
2: Okay. What move your fucking elbows? No, like? oh. fly, bitch. Fly <laughs> yeah, exactly.
6: Man. But life. I, think, <laughs> I think
2: I'd have fun with that because you're kinda are are you kind of jigging it up and down like on the bottom and then you get that hit and it's like
5: bam. And then I, no, you, you literally it, you throw it down. go ahead. What jail? How you doing? This it? dude do
3: this it? dude definitely wearing crocs after all that <laughs> commercial
5: <condition.
2: laughs> <laughs> By the way, if I am bass fishing, I am only using crankbaits, topwaters, and frogs, man. Fuck worms.
5: Because <laughs> he ain't got no gear to throw a worm, is what it sounds like. Damn, I have, damn I have tree, you are worm. bald as fuck. <laughs> damn. I thought Chris Sexiness. was peeking really <laughs> oh. on you. Holy oh, no, it's, shit. It's,
1: it's really bald. I, it's freshly shaved, too. Freshly shaved. Hey, he's like yeah.
2: Professor
3: Fucking X off of X Men, man. He, that's some bitch there. You know something I was gonna do on KBN, Paul. I thought would be funny, but I haven't done oh, it yet. Yeah, yeah. Is a is a challenge, just a fun game where a dude posts a picture of himself in a hat, and then everybody has to guess bald or not. Because we're we're we're, we're like we're like baseball players, man. You never see him without a hat. You don't know what's under yeah. there so we can well, get a pretty like football good
5: football players you know football yeah. players you never know what's under there until they take that shit off
3: yeah we could have a good I thread like that.
2: with that no I because like that football players yeah. want to have like the tarantula
5: effect coming out of their damn helmet
3: yeah mm-hmm. we got some kayak anglers like that too you seen jordan marshall that thing sticking out of there
5: <laughs> oh man did y'all see jordan brush the perm out
3: yeah his woman got him twisted got him flat iron in the mullet that ain't good
5: i know man all right, so y'all can answer this one easy, all right, because it don't discriminate against saltwater anglers. Slow jams are hype music when you're fishing or on the way to the ramp, whatever it is. Ooh. Slow jams are hype music.
1: I'm listening to some ghetto-ass shit, honestly. On the way to fishing, cause I, you know, Houston, I'm listening to old school H-town rap to get me mm. hyped up. But that it's it's kind of slow. Like if if you go back to two thousands H-town rap, it's it's slowed down, screwed, chopped up. Like, um, but while I'm fishing, I'm listening to like. Reggae Rock, if that makes sense. Like Sublime with Rome and Ballyhoo and things like that while I'm fishing. More more mellow and calm stuff. I'm mm. not trying like I, I'm not trying to get hype hype
5: while I'm fishing. So, uh, on the way to the ramp, you, you play music that after the crack Crackheads are still there. You can fend them off. But when you get on the water, you want to be taken back. They're they're trying to sell me some
1: bootleg (laughs) of Boo Garcia at the gas station when they hear me come up bumping in the (laughs) F-150. Chris, you.
2: Dude, I I listen to country music. And so I'm not going to be hyping it up, nor I guess I'm going to be sad because my dog done left, my woman done run off. My truck won't start.
1: See, and that's completely different. I'm at the rap, slapping hoes and selling crap. <laughs> like I'm, I'm hyped up. I'm ready to go. No, We're I'm, rolling on Twinkies.
5: Honestly, man, I'm. I'm. And Chris's a big mama tex- got run over by a train at the exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. a big
2: Texas country fan. I don't know if y'all, if y'all are Texas country fans or oh, not. Oh hell yes. Yeah, I'm a big Texas country fan. So I'm listening to a lot of Kojo stuff like that on the way. But honestly, on the way, no, I'm listening to podcasts. I always listen to podcasts before I I go to a fishing spot, you know, and before a tournament, whatever. On the way home, that's when I crank it up. And it's usually Texas country. Um, If, you know, there's other instances in this life where I need to hype myself up and it's going to be freaking dubstep if I need to get hyped.
5: Mm, I hear you. Yeah. All right. So this this next one, I, I this next one, I'm I'm interested to hear from. Are you eating largemouth bass? Yes or no? I have. No, 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 not you have. If you go fishing in in <clears throat> your cousin's pond and y'all catch a mess of largemouth, are you going to take them home and fry them up? Yes or no?
2: I'm I'm pretty much catching release on everything
5: no i'm not i'm not
1: eating it but it's not because of any higher standard that i keep myself or even about the fishery or anything like that i'm just not a huge fish eater um Mm. if i'm eating fish it's gonna be fresh and it's gonna be crappie it's gonna be flounder or it's gonna be redfish and I'll, I'll keep a bunch of white bass when the white bass run is on. So when people ask me for fish in the freezer, I give them all the white bass because <laughs> I'm not giving them my flounder or my crappie or my redfish. So
2: I give them all my trout.
5: Yeah, I'll I'm give like, them here trout
2: you go, roaches the of the too. sea, take them. <laughs>
5: yeah, Now Jeff, I can't remember—were you eating largemouth or not? How, how did you answer that one? Look, he didn't got his shit on yeet.
3: Say that again. Sorry, man. I,
5: I said I couldn't remember if you were eating large mouth or not.
3: Yeah, I think it's important to call them suckers out, especially lakes that are overpopulated. Yeah, you need Preach. to leave them trophy trophy size fish alone, but the Preach. little ones need to go, man. The little ones Preach. need to go.
5: Fourteen inches and below need to get eight. All right, now wait a this minute. Is whoa, whoa, one. whoa!
3: I'm in Arkansas. Fourteens are begging's over here in Beaver Lake, but the twelves <laughs> get them twelves. Get them twelves out.
5: So All right, do guys. I need
1: to start keeping them? Is that going to be better for the fishery? Is that yeah. going to make the glitter yeah. boat guys happy?
3: Not the big ones, just some little little okay, runs, just,
5: just the little ones. All right, got it. But j- just be prepared that there's some people out there that don't think largemouth should be eaten, even though largemouth only were in the – anyway, I ain't going to get into it. They're either, a sport fish,
2: man. You're not going to be able to fit into the social climate.
5: All right. This next question. This is this is what we're known for. This is what makes or breaks your career, in whatever your career is. It could be fishing or what you do for a real job. This this is an important question, and you got to answer this shit right. We've had we've had some really bad answers before. One of them was pretty famous, and he said um, a really bad answer, and I never let him live it down. So anyway, as anglers, we love sandwiches. What are your top three sandwich proteins? Ooh. Can it all be on one sandwich? Just top three sandwich proteins. You put it on one sandwich, you can eat it in a lettuce wrap. It don't matter. Top three sandwich proteins. Is a
1: lettuce wrap a sandwich, though?
5: Well, I mean, it is. No,
1: I'm just, I'm fucking with you. I mean... I'm fucking with you. Drew's gonna going. come
2: up with some fucking wild shit that you can only get down. No, 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 no. In if like we're, the valley.
1: No, no, no. If that's we're talking good. about
5: traditional sandwiches, I'm
2: over here. I haven't eaten dinner yet. I'm eating marshmallows. <laughs> I, was,
5: I see that. <laughs> he, he's he's eating cold s'mores. What?
1: Yeah. What? Who? That's not seven. Eats just a marshmallow. <laughs>
5: like anyway. Look, bitch. Look, bitch. You drink enough, and you got kids under the age of ten. And you go in that pantry, and the only thing you see are giant marshmallows. You gonna eat at least three or four handfuls. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
2: I sneak in here every night and grab me one or two.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Top three sandwich proteins. It, it there's 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 no wrong answer unless I ha- it's wrong. I have the first two in my head.
1: The first two in my head are ham and bacon, and I'm going mm-hmm. back and forth between roast beef. Which I, I love me, I love me some roast beef. I'm going roast beef and like a Cajun turkey. I keep I keep going back oh, between shit. those two, like mm-hmm. like a Cajun infused turkey they have at H E B, um, the grocery chain here. It's got kind of a spice to it, but I'm going back and forth between that.
5: Uh, those are good. Those are safe. Bacon is not one that we get a lot, but that's a great one. Dude, right, bacon, bacon and Miracle Whip sandwich. Woo. Ooh, Miracle. Woo. What the fuck? Woo. Miracle man. Whip and dukes. bacon, buddy. Dukes, dukes.
2: You, you wouldn't. With my answer, you probably wouldn't think I'm from fucking
3: from the south. But <laughs> my man ain't gonna um, say tofu, isn't
5: he? <laughs> 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 right, dude, Jeff, I'm thinking the same thing. He's about to say fucking <laughs> tofu.
3: No,
2: uh, pastrami. I love pastrami, okay. man. Yeah. Um, corned beef. Mm. Love corned beef. Good stuff um and then like drew had his little toss-up i got the basics you know the basic toss-up which is smoked turkey or smoked ham nice those are those are the two that are like always available but it's a special day when i get some pastrami or some corned beef man
5: i hear you i hear you well we we've had we've had two two in particular answers one guy said cheese and another guy said uh, what the hell shit? I forgot now. Uh, didn't didn't the
3: guy say... Yeah, he said spinach.
5: Spinach, yeah. Well, it was Bailey from Serious Angler. He's probably going to listen to this and be like, man, my fuck, let that shit die. What no kind Bailey. of protein what, cheese What that, kind that of pro- pro- Yeah, man. what
2: kind of protein are you
5: getting from spinach? Okay. Spinach. Pie pie. He says, you don't like spinach on your sandwich? I'm like, I love spinach on a sandwich. But it's not But a the bitch has like roast beef or, or something on it. It ain't just... Hey. Supply chains,
3: supply chains, tough in New York, Paul. They're they're sticking spinach on there for protein.
1: (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's the shit I'm taking. That's the shit I'm taking off of my
3: sandwich. The spinach is up up there, man. The the spinach is the bread and the protein. Hey, look, Drew
2: (laughs) Drew invited me over for dinner one night, and he said, "Chris, we're gonna have steak." What else would you like to have? And so I'm like, fucking spinach, you know, broccoli. And he's like, no, 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 you're coming to my house. What would you like to have?
1: <laughs> which, which means what kind of potatoes, potatoes would you like with this thing? You want mashed potatoes, red potatoes, baked potatoes, au gratin potatoes. Like what, That's what your kind vegetable you want with this? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was going to say too, you, get, you have never heard of a recall on bacon, but you damn sure heard of it on spinach.
5: They yes. call spinach for killing folks all the time. Like spinach and, and lettuce. Yeah.
1: That Look, shit kills like, you.
5: I got a real good friend of mine from Texas. He He's, he's Texican is what he calls himself. So he's from Texas. And uh, the he, he'll tell you the only vegetables he eats is salsa. But that's true. <laughs> that's, it literally, he eats meat. And his vegetables come in the form of salsa when we go to their house to hang out and eat and stuff we have meat hamburgers all meat and then salsa and chips that's it the only vegetables he eat is salsa that's <laughs> corn and salsa there you go you <laughs> it's got crazy, tomatoes man. and peppers and onions corn is, is questionable as a, as a vegetable corn ain't a vegetable it's a grain by the way. even
2: even then. I don't know, man. That thing was- I don't
5: know. Look, the older you get, the let, the more corn comes out in your poop after you eat it. I mean seriously. I tell you what, you go to the grocery store, you go down the vegetable aisle and
1: there's going to be <laughs> corn. There ain't gonna be no grain now. (laughs) You ain't gonna get grain. You're gonna buy corn in the canned vegetables or in the vegetable
5: section. It's just more of that
3: propaganda, Drew. It's just propaganda, man. That's that's
5: government shit. That's government shit. All right, guys. So at at the end of this, we always want you to be able to shout out, you know, your sponsors, your partners, you know, anybody that you just wanna put out there is is is, you know, you wanna highlight. This is your chance to do it now. And Jeff, at the end, you know, also I want you, I know y'all got some some folks new at KBN that we didn't talk about the last time. So holla out your sponsors. What the fuck's going on, Chris? You okay? Can you hear? Yeah, he he's showing you his
1: real sportswear hat. Oh, okay. Um,
5: Shit, I'm colorblind, man. I didn't see it. My bad. Yeah, we've
1: been we've been working oh, with yes. nice. real sportswear um since the middle of season one. So they were one of the Mm. first sponsors that came aboard, and we're going to stick with Real Sportswear. Um, Andrew, it's a Corpus Christi company. Texas-based, small business. And almost everything that me and him both wear whenever we're going out fishing is Real Sportswear gear. Um, It's great gear. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's very different than your normal... Neutral fishing shirts, you know what I mean? They, uh, I know you said you were colorblind, but if you see my hat, it's you know, four or five different color camo blues and and things like that. He said he was colorblind,
2: but he said he could, he also said he couldn't see a fish. I don't know what colorblind has to do with not being able to see fish.
1: I mean, it's the different hues, I guess, but um, (laughs) real sportswear has a difference different kind of design to a lot of their stuff. It, it's a lot more vibrant and more expressive than
2: just your basic, uh, Columbia t-shirt.
1: Yeah. But your, your Columbia stuff, one
2: thing I'm extremely thankful for <laughs> on the real sportswear side is this freaking hat, this one in particular, this exact hat that's on my head because I, I sweat like a hooker in church, right? I mean, <laughs> It's it's inevitable. I get outside; it's fifty degrees. I'm gonna still I'm still gonna sweat, and especially in hats. And I've never been able to hold on to a black hat. You know why? Because that hat ends up with this huge sweat ring on it, and it just destroys the look of the hat. It'll never go away. This hat has never gotten a sweat ring in, ever, never ever. I've heard
5: about you. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that. That's pretty cool.
2: It is a, a foam hat. And basically the foamy hats are, are not going to sweat through. But any foamy hat. But this one is probably the best one that I've ever had. So, um, yeah, Real Sportswear is, besides making awesome hats, they make really killer T-shirts, um, recycled product in their T-shirts, um, which is cool, saving our oceans. Um, and, and this next year their catalog is going to be off the freaking chain. Dude. Oh, it's, it's gonna awesome. Be, it's yeah. going to be lit. So they're going to have some really great products uh, released this next, this season. Um, so look out for, for some of that coming across your screen.
1: Yeah. And, and another one that's staying aboard is Pure Fishing. And for those of mm. you that don't know, Pure Fishing is an umbrella company. Um, Abu Garcia, Penn, Berkeley, um what's the new one they brought on gray's fly Fish. so Grace, yeah
2: well gray's is a division of hardy it's owned by yeah. hardy um but they and they're out of the uk you know what's funny is i was talking to chris fowler who's chris, speaking of chris fowler chris fowler owns a company called the fly trap and we're bringing them on um, for oh crap that's letting the cat out of the bag right now yeah uh, so i'll
5: i'll edit that out no nah,
2: you ain't got to edit that out it, Chris is a great guy. He's awesome to work with, and we're glad to bring him on. But anyway, I was like, "Hey, man, haven't you ever worked with fly fishing or uh, with uh with pure fishing to try and get some of their fly gear in?" He's like, "Man, I'd love to have Hardy, but you know, they honestly pure fishing wants you to make like a twenty k purchase to to be able to fill your store." And he's like, "I just don't have that kind of coin." And I was like, "Man, I wish you could get some of this graze equipment." He goes, "Chris, graze is for beginners." I was like. <laughs> <laughs> i've been I've been fly fishing for at least nine years, but I still consider myself a beginner because it is a literal art um, to fly fish. And like real
5: fly fishing for rainbow trout and shit or like
2: carp, bass, uh trout, yeah, redfish. Redfish, especially redfish. Fly
3: fishing for redfish mm. is amazing.
5: Mm. Cool. Cool. Jeff, uh, uh, holler at your folks, man.
3: Oh, uh, man. Me personally, uh, re upped with Old Town. Can use the KAX this year. Can be happier with that deal. Um, they, got they got some horizontal rod storage. They got some big <laughs> stuff coming. I got some big stuff coming this spring. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh,
5: well, we tried to do this whole fucking podcast without bringing out no horizontal <laughs> rod storage, and he we just it up. had to fuck it up at he the very end. No. Our KAX. Ca-
3: our kayaks do get delivered with seats, though, so that's the plus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, But anyway, and,
5: and pedal drives—they yeah, come and in the drives pedal drive when they stuff didn't break. Right? I have at yeah. least
3: one that's still missing a seat. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so proud to proud it. to partner with them. But the podcast, man, we're you know we're still rocking with Western Sun Vodka. We brought on Revo during the year, Revo sunglasses, and then. Uh, dugout bait and tackle out of Marietta, Georgia, yeah. whose goal was to overtake Austin Canoe and Kayak in the online game. But that looks uh, like that won't be a problem Achieved. So, uh, yeah, well achieved. We'll they take are, credit for that. They're open. Yeah, and we're, and we're looking at a few other oppor- opportunities as well for 2022. So it's going to be a big year. It's going to be fun.
5: All right. Well, sweet. Look, uh, check out uh, – well, shit, I'm doing this. Uh, Paddlers Playbook, tell us where we can find you, all that shit, social media – you know, obviously you don't like Facebook, I mean YouTube, but just tell us all that where where they can find you on the socials. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Just
1: search the Paddlers Playbook. Same thing on Instagram at Paddlers Playbook. You can find us on all the podcast forums, iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple, um, Odyssey, you know, any anywhere that you enjoy watching. Uh, or listening to podcasts, we'll be on there. We do an episode every two weeks. Um, that's all the commitment we want to give to this, honestly, because we want to spend some time fishing and doing other things. and um, We we also have other hobbies and families and everything else. So you get an episode from us every two weeks. Hey, how are your, your rods, dude? Oh, so um, Turner Rod Co. Uh, is the name of my custom rod company. You can check it out on Facebook. I don't post a whole lot on Instagram. Um, I'm honestly about to be completely caught up. I actually got an order today of some components, um, and then I'll be taking orders again. I usually don't do a whole lot right after Christmas because I'm grinding to get people Christmas presents. Um, I mainly do a lot of saltwater rods, but since I live on Lake Conroe, um we've done you know i've been doing bass rods here and there but if you want a bass rod made you got to tell me what you want like i can't really suggest like hey this is going to be the best for this this and this because i don't do enough bass fishing to be able to can you suggest put pineapples you. on my rod yeah i oh, can put pineapples shit. on your rod i can put it on the butt of your rod how about that oh okay.
3: it's oh, like oh, a yeah. splash guard on a paddle that's how <laughs> I like it. There you go.
5: i can put it i can put it wherever you want Oh, um, wait, wait. The eyelets are shaked in our pineapples.
1: That I can't do. That, that I can't do. Sorry. We, we do have our limitations. Jeff's <laughs> uh, the
2: kind that does not want pineapple anywhere near his pizza.
3: Me? <laughs> exactly. He's He's like, that's
1: disgusting.
3: That is horrible. Pizza <laughs> should have pepperoni and cheese, and that's it. Get the hell out of here with the rest of it.
5: And other meat, and other meat.
1: Yeah, add, no. add add all the meats on there. But with the Turner Rodco, you know, it's it's fully custom. And when I say fully custom, I have a decal uh, decal maker. I can make any pretty much any kind of decal you want on there. We can do. So got a cricket? Any? No, I have a decal maker, my brother, and freaking
2: it is, laser beams.
1: <laughs> and I have a laser that I'm playing oh, with right now to um and i'm kind of excited as soon as we get off of here i'm gonna go fuck up about a hundred dollars in cork with this laser um trying to get everything right on it but uh it's fully custom everything's custom basically any kind of colors you want any kind of grips i really enjoy doing custom eva grips which can be any color you want i mean i can do purple and lime green um, whatever you want out of it But the big thing that I'm I'm trying to get out now, I only have a few of them left are my jalapeno poppers. It's my popping cork rod. I spent about two years dialing in the right guides, the right handle, the right action, the right blank uh, for a popping cork rod because a lot of people they take their heaviest rod. That they use the sticks and they use it for their popping cork rod, and then they hate throwing a popping and cork and they don't know why they're so fatigued throughout the day. Um, <laughs> this rod is designed for popping corks, it's got a larger handle so your hands don't get fatigued. It's got a, a fast tip on there, so you put mm. in the, the least amount of effort to get a good, solid pop on that popping cork. So check it yes. out, Turner Rod Co., and if you're looking for a jalapeno popper, I think I have like six or seven left is all I have, and I have a guy actually picking one up on Friday. It is it is the best popping cork rod that you can buy, and I can say that with, you know, pretty, pretty
5: good conviction. Cool. So no YouTube, y'all aren't doing a bunch of YouTube stuff then. Nah, we're we're thinking about getting
1: doing more and more on YouTube and doing some videos for season three. Doing doing season three, um, maybe doing every show live and having the show uh, on YouTube. But again, it, 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 it's a, it's a little more on the editing mm. side on the back end of it, and well, we. On our show, what you guys hear, if you guys hear it and you don't think it's edited, then I'm so excited and happy because that's the way it's supposed to sound. But there, in every episode, there's a good 10-minute chunk here, 15-minute chunk there where somebody has to go look something up or I'm editing out a lot of... Us and o's and oohs to make the uh to make everybody I said sound, something stupid yeah, to, and <laughs> to make, every, to long to ass make story. everybody sound a lot smarter than they actually are yeah. whenever yeah. they come on the show. So there's there's a lot of post stuff that goes into our okay. show. But I try to make it seem like there's not a, 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 a lot. You do a good job. You I do leave a good stuff job. In there, I leave stuff in there. Man,
5: that, that's the risk we job. run.
3: That's the risk me and Lambert run, Paul, uh-huh. is uh we're always live. Yeah, it's uh, always it's risky.
5: It's risky. Yeah. Same thing here. I ain't editing shit. Like the three times I went up to go pee, that shit is gonna be in the podcast. I don't care. Like I ain't editing nothing. All right, Jeff, so uh where can we find you? Holler out the KBN and your personal stuff and all that good.
3: Yeah, man, CagbassNation.com. You find uh articles there, and then of course on Facebook's where we built built our biggest following, but we're trying to grow on YouTube. We, we stream live to YouTube for some reason. It lags way behind what we do on Facebook, but we're slowly climbing over there. Um, i watch in, on YouTube. Yeah. Instagram. We we're doing pretty good on Instagram, but you can find us Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube basically. And, and then on the website. And then for me personally, same thing, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, I'm growing my YouTube channel and then we cannot leave out the kayak fishing network. It is slowly growing as Best. well. Uh, the app is ready for Android. There's a few bugs I'm working on there. And then the Apple, uh, iTunes store or whatever the hell you call it on Apple I'm a droid yeah it's coming coming soon uh, and we'll, we'll have that app out and ready and try, and try to grow it too
5: nice
3: alright hey, and if I if, if I could beg real quick for yeah, every, anybody big, listening big, to the audio on this for, for whether it's whether it's Paddler's Playbook or Bass and Brews or CAC Bass Station please 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 please, please give us reviews on over on iTunes uh, even if they're bad because that really helps everybody's algorithm and, and gets us pushed up So.
1: but if you're gonna give us a bad review say something better than this shit yeah. sucks <laughs> Yeah. Tell me, tell me, me why I suck. Give me some
2: meat and taters, man. Tell me,
1: tell me why I suck. And I, I talked about this a few times. We had one guy that came on and said, Drew and Chris sound like two drunk guys that keep interested in their guests. And I was like, that's pretty accurate. I, I'll give you that for a review. I, I'm okay with that.
2: He was, like, was like, I really liked the episode, except for the two motherfuckers that kept interrupting. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And
5: he gave us a, a two star, and I was like, "That's fair. I'll take that. That's fair." Oh, <laughs> so so that's to me that's perfect. Like that's what stood out was the two people who host the fucking podcast. There
1: you go. There you go, man. But oh yeah, man, I I agree with Jeff. Leave us leave us a review, good, bad, otherwise, but make sure it's an honest review and not just this sucked. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, like, I'd, like honestly, to whore, I'd like to whore myself out for some Instagram followers.
1: <laughs> whore it, dude. Whore it. Whore
5: it.
2: I'm just kidding, man. Okay. You know, I see well, so many people. They're like,
1: I made three thousand.
2: <laughs> I'm like, damn, dude, I got like thirty.
5: <laughs> oh shit! I was gonna do a giveaway when I hit a thousand. I was gonna send people a broke ass five uh, XD, a broke quantum reel from 1992, and a bunch of soft plastics and <laughs> I, I didn't follow through. That's my bad, but I'll do it the next time. Well, why time does end.
2: anybody want your trash for it? <laughs> a- well,
5: wouldn't that be the funniest fucking giveaway ever? They unboxed their giveaway from Paul Heels, and it's a bunch of bullshit.
3: That'll get you a good review <laughs> over on the iTunes. <laughs> this
5: exactly. motherfucker, now I got to go
2: spend
5: $25 to get this broke-ass quantum reel fixed. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bitch, you better throw that bitch away and go get you another $30 one from Walmart.
1: <laughs> uh, the all
5: right <laughs> the walmarts that's right that's right i'm from the carolinas it's the walmarts so hooks at Hillam's. check out hooks at Hillam's. great great apparel you know love love those guys there they got some stuff coming out they've been doing here recently check them out check out us bass and brews we got some t-shirts and shit online people have been ordering they like them we appreciate that Outside of that, thank y'all for listening. We appreciate you sticking by. Two hours. I thought this bitch was going to be an hired 15 minutes because Jeff Malott was going to be here and he did not uphold his end of the bargain. I did not tell him he was supposed to uphold, but here we are. It was a great time. Thank you to Jeff and the Palo Playbook guys for coming on. We'll see y'all next time. Have a good one. Thank you. Adios.
1: That 45 minutes was Chris answering questions yeah <laughs>
0: The Paddler's Playbook would like to give a special thanks to our partners, Mariner Sales, Pure Fishing, The Fly Trap, Real Sportswear, and Red Tail Optics for supporting the show and the bro staff in 2022. We look forward to everything both on and off the water in 2023. But most of all, we want to thank our listeners, the bro staff. Without you, we wouldn't be the Paddler's Playbook. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Salt Side Jess, and we'll see you on the Salt Side.